Thank you for downloading this episode of the Football Purist Podcast. Please help by subscribing and check out footballpurist.com. Welcome to a special edition of the Talk On Podcast in association with the Football Purist. Today I have two special guests with you, and this is Ali G speaking. I'm going to be the host for tonight. We have uh, our very own host, but today's a guest for us, Joey Vishny. How's it going, Joey? Ali G, here to talk about some ox. Yeah, we're here for the ox. I'm excited to speak about him and see what you actually think about him. And we have a special guest today. He's our Arsenal fan, Arsenal correspondent, Jack Sessions. How's it going, Jack? Doing well, lads. How we doing? Doing well, Jack. Thanks for getting on. I know you're not too um, happy with Arsenal right now, so thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, anytime, mate. Anytime. (laughs) Always love talking about players that are wanting to leave us. It seems to be the talk of the season that hasn't even started. So, yeah, Yeah, go on. Banger of a window, yeah. This pod is all about the Ox. Um, We're going to talk about the Ox from Jack's perspective, from Joey's perspective, and we're just going to see what kind of signing we got for ourselves, Liberal fans. So... Let's get straight into it. Just a couple of questions I wrote down for you guys that I kind of wanted to get a better understanding. Um, so let's start out with the price tag. He was $35 million with one year left on his contract. Uh, Jack, is that worth that much for Ox, especially in a, in a mental market that we're seeing today, like players go for $100 million? Well, I think that's it, really, mate. Uh, it's a mental market, like you said, like you've been saying um, when, we, when we discussed it, when he signed. Um, it's really hard to judge the value of any player at the moment. Um if you think he's going to improve the squad, then as fans, we, we shouldn't really care too much about the money, should we? It's not our money at the end of the day. And obviously, you want your club to be run correctly. But I'm not even sure what that means anymore in this current market. It's, it's just it's just gone to a point of um, disbelief almost. So um, the, 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 the amount that you guys spent on him, obviously, from from our perspective, the, the price tag looks looks a pretty good deal. 35, 40 million, one year left on the contract would have lost him for a, for nothing anyway. And, and, and from our perspective, Although he had a, a strong season last season, um, still to me w- w- was somewhat a squad player and not necessarily part of our first eleven. So yeah, I mean, you know, it's all about net profit. You know, what can I say? So Jack, good business from you from your point of view. Yeah, I mean, I'd say I'd say it was because I feel like we've got adequate or more than adequate coverage in in the positions that we've been playing in mostly in for the last you know, five to six years or so. So for, from our perspective, I'd say it's um it's good business. But I'm, I'm sure, you know, from Liverpool's perspective, it's mm-hmm. um, also good business. Yeah, Joey, so $35 million for someone who's probably going to be a squad player and has to develop under Klopp. Is $35 million too much under this transfer window? I know you're not particularly happy with this transfer window, but finally we have some depth. So tell me a little bit about what you think about that price tag. Yeah, and that's just what it is. You and Jack just said it. It's your purchasing him as a squad player i mean the market just like you said it's just it's ridiculous you can you never know what a player is nowadays and the only thing i guess that threw me off was that when it was first reported that he was willing to leave i think it was for around what 25 around there that we could potentially get him then it ended up you know between 20 and 25 and then ended up being 35 so again like jack said it's not our money at the end of the day but um you know arsenal they already have a lot of money supposedly in the bank, so I, I think they're just happy to to get that what thirty five in. And for us, I mean, he's going to prove to be cover for us in a lot of different positions. I think for years to come. So 
you know, usually when you have people coming in at, at that tag, you're like, oh, he's, you know, he's pegged on starting for sure. But for us, I think we know that he's going to play a bunch of different positions for us. And, you know, again, if, if price shouldn't matter, if Klopp wants him, then you just go get him. One thing I noticed about this signing is he rejected Arsenal. He yeah. rejected Chelsea. Um, Jack, what do you, what do you think about him rejecting the contract? What did it mean to you guys? Was it kind of disrespectful? I know Wenger came out and said, "Hey, you owe us this. I've been playing you. Like you need to, you need to sign this contract." What do you make of that? Yeah, I mean, a lot of it's speculation, but it seems like if we're if we're to go with the general consensus that we offered him a bumper deal, um, a lot more money than than you guys offered him. David Ornstein came out and kind of confirmed that um, today, and, and Wenger was supposedly pretty furious when he when he turned it down. So. Um, I mean, it's it, it's not it's something that we're com- becoming accustomed to at Arsenal at the moment. Um, I'm not going to deny it. it. It seems like a lot of our players, not just Ox, um, are looking to to want away from the club. We've got a lot of players in the last year of their contract, and the guy that runs um, and tries to negotiate our contracts apparently uh, just takes the summer off every year because he doesn't do anything. <laughs> so um, it, it's it's unbelievable, really. Um, so we've got you know the likes of Mustafi. Bellerin, um, I believe Ozil and Alexis are all wanting to leave the club. So Ox wasn't alone in that. And that's, that is a concern, you know. I'm not concerned as massively about losing Ox specifically, but it is a concern that we're not able to nail down these contracts, especially when you look at the wage bill and wage structure from us to, to someone like you. We, we pay higher wages than you do. Um, right. so then you, you, you're more concerned at that point with, are we motivating the players enough? Are they, why are they looking for a new challenge? Um, it's um, as a very positive most of the time Arsenal fan. Um, it it's concerning from that point of view. Yeah, totally understand. We're going through that right now with Emir Chan. We kind of don't really know what's going on with this contract. But Joey, isn't it kind of nice that we can kind of convince players to come to us now, even though we might not be closing the deals like Virgil Van Dijk or Lamar? We're actually getting these guys to turn their heads and saying, "Hey, let's let's go play for Liverpool." Right, and it, it's the Klopp effect for sure. I mean, just. Like you were saying, I mean, it's he turned down that money from Arsenal, but he also did from Chelsea as well. And it's not just a little chunk of change. I mean, that's, what, 50, 60 extra grand a week, which is a lot of money. So he said he was a childhood Liverpool fan. Um, You even heard it in the interview after, I think, your guys' FA Cup win, Jack, uh, how he was talking about how he wanted to play in the center of the park, uh, just like Stevie G. So it's... I think the Klopp effect had a lot to do with it. A lot to do with it. I think he wanted to play for Liverpool, so in that sense, you can understand why he would turn down that type of money from those two other clubs because he sees that it's a project here. He sees that everyone's buying in, and it just makes you think even more that the the locker room at Arsenal has, you know, it's there's something going on behind the scenes. I think Jack, I know we we've been talking about it for a couple years now whether it's players getting paid too much or just not everyone buying into Wenger's system. Whatever it is, he felt like he wasn't comfortable there anymore and he wanted to move. So, And also, I mean, he's a Southampton player before, so at some point they all make their way to Liverpool anyways. There you go. Exactly, exactly. That's probably why we got him. So you, you brought up um, him wanting to play in the middle. So why was, Jack, why was uh, Wenger so reluctant to play him in the middle? Was it because he had better players or was he just not good enough to play in the middle? You saw him only as a wingback, winger type player? Why, why wasn't he played in the middle that much all right i'm done being nice here we go so basically with Ox, um <laughs> he's he's to be perfectly honest it, you guys might go ahead and prove me wrong but i don't believe he's good enough at a technical club like arsenal he's not good enough to be a central midfielder for a few reasons one he lacks a footballing brain like 
you know, he's not quite at the extent of Theo Walcott. He lacks just a brain anyway. <laughs> but Ox lacks a footballing brain. By that, what I mean, he's got a very, very poor first touch, and you can't have that in the central midfield when it's congested. He also doesn't really have that speed of thought to be able to move the ball. He's very one-footed. Um, out of the nine goals that he scored this season, in uh, sorry, in the six years that he's played for Arsenal, only one of those was scored with his left foot. Now that's not saying too much, but he scored nine goals in six years, which is saying quite a lot. Um, but he's, he's central midfield. The only times we deployed him there was in was in the League Cup, and in fairness, he did look okay in a couple of games in the League Cup. Once we did it against uh, Milan, and he did have a good game there, but those were few and far between. And and the reason for it is he's just not technically good enough. He's not his close control is not good good enough. Um, his passing ability is very, very poor. Um, his final ball is very poor a lot of the time as well. So he, he works better. We, the reason we played him at winger, winger's not stupid, is because, he, to be perfectly honest, that's where his better position is, despite the fact that he believes otherwise. So I, whether he's been guaranteed he's going to get more playing time there from you guys, a lot of Liverpool fans generally seem to think that, you know, you won't start him there unless it's in a, a lesser competition. So, um, I'd be interested. I'd be curious to see that. I'd be, be quite surprised if he if he gets a starting role there for you guys. Yeah, that's something I didn't want to hear, but uh, I'm glad <laughs> you let us know more about him that way. Uh, Joey, I think personally he's going to either slot in for Salah and Mane when they need a break because we're going to have a lot of games this season with Champions League. I think he can slot into like the Lalana uh, three in the middle role. How do you think we're going to utilize him the most this season? Yeah, first and foremost, it's going to be on the wings for sure. We just a couple years ago, locked so much pace in the team. And now, you know, we got three of some of the quickest players in the Premier League. So I think he's going to fill in for Mane, for Salah uh, on the wings to begin with. I think he can do a job if we ever go three at the back at either left or right wing back. We've seen that at Arsenal. He will get time in the center of the pitch. He definitely will. Like Jack said, it's going to be for some of the lesser competitions. Some of maybe the cup games might be the FA Cup, whatever it is. He, that's when he'll see himself in the center of the pitch. I just, I think that part of the reason why he maybe wasn't as consistent as he should have been at Arsenal was what we've seen with Emre Chan actually, is he's just been playing so many different positions that when you, you can't lock down mm-hmm. that one spot that it just, it's hard. Maybe you get a good game going like Jack, when you were saying that, you know, we had a couple good games that was at AC Milan. I, I remember a lot of Arsenal fans saying they liked seeing him in the center now. I know for a team like Arsenal who likes to play the way they do, yes, you have to be more technically sound. But it's he did a job every time I saw he put, when he played the midfield for you guys. Maybe it's just because your midfield's a bit, a bit weak at the moment, and so maybe he looks better by comparison. But I always thought he did a decent job. And listen, when Genie Wijnaldum came to Liverpool, we didn't know what position he was. Klopp has played him in many different positions. We were sort of on the fence with him, and now he's been a great player for us. So I kind of just... Wherever he plays, I hope may, at most it's two positions, maybe that center attacking mid roll and that winger roll, so Klopp can at least you know, give him some game time in those positions. Um, do you, so Arsene Wenger, I think he has, he has a good record of developing uh, <laughs> He has a good record of developing players in the past, and recently I think yeah. it's kind of gone downhill. No offense, Jack. Do you think Klopp can take this player and just mold him into the player he should have become? Yeah, I think Jack sees it too. Winger was one of the best, if not the best, at molding young talent, and I think his time's just come to an end. Whether that's the sort of the negative energy around the club and maybe in the dressing room, whether it's the contracts and the wages that these guys are getting in the locker room, so maybe they're buying in less, 
or whether it's just new styles of football, getting with the times, whatever it is, it's slowly coming to an end. And I think that Klopp is maybe a new voice, a new energy that he needs. Um, and I think he's actually going to be a little bit better suited to Liverpool style because Jack, you know, he's not as technically sound as you need for an Arsenal midfielder, but Liverpool's more pressing and counterattacking style. I think he'd actually fit into Liverpool's side a lot better. And again, a new voice. It happens in sports all the time with many different managers, many different sports. I mean, once you hear enough of, not enough, but a lot of the, the manager and, and the ideals, you know, at some point it, it's it's time to turn over. Now, there are exceptions like Ferguson, like uh, Arson, but it, at every point there's an end. So, I mean, I even think, you know, Klopp's time at Dortmund, it was kind of coming to an end. I'm sure in six, seven years, I mean, hopefully not. Hopefully he'll stay for a while, but it might just be time to come to an end. So maybe, you know, Chamberlain just needs some new motivations, some new outings, whatever it is. But I think it could be good for his development because Klopp has shown, you know, going back to the question that he's really good at developing young talent. And I think that if Wenger can't and Klopp can't get the best out of him, you know, before he kind of hits his so-called ceiling, then you know, it's nobody really can. So I guess we'll see probably the yep. next year or two whether or not, you know, we can get the most out of him like everyone thinks he still has to offer. Yep. No, well said. I agree with that. Um, Jack, I wanted to get your thoughts on that. I just mentioned that Arsene Wenger, Wenger <laughs> has a good record of developing players in the past um, and not recently, in my opinion. So what do you think about that? And do you think he was developed properly or yeah, I, th- I think I, I'd agree with that. I mean, Arsene Wenger, but generally that goes into the whole team, really. The whole team hasn't really performed, right. um, in my eyes, for about two years. So whether they've been star players like Meza Ozil and Peter Cech or young players, um, the whole team collectively hasn't really performed. And the reason more recently for that is Arsene Wenger, when we moved to the Emirates Stadium, he really put a, heavily put a lot into the British core, really. He's the likes of Ramsey, Jack Wilshere, Kieran Gibbs, Theo Walcott, gave them long-term contracts. And and he, he he wasn't able to develop those players, but also those players largely let him down as well, you know. And um, that's my concern. Another concern with Oxlade-Chamberlain is, is the fact that he's English. And English players at a young age that are given high wages tend to kind of drop off. Oxlade-Chamberlain at this point doesn't massively differ from the likes of Sean White-Phillips to me, from the likes of Aaron Lennon to me, really. Like, from Jack, the likes of Theo Walcott to me. Jack, can I come um, at you real quick with just... Yeah, sure. The one thing that I have noticed, though, at least is... And you're right. I mean, there are players that have those high wages and they kind of maybe just mentally check out. But every time I watch Ox, I mean, maybe except for just the last game, but most every time I watch him, he puts in a shift for you guys. It seems like he's one of the few players that actually cares, claps the fans after, I mean... It does seem like he's, he at least has the right attitude. Yeah, I mean, the, the attitude, you know, in the, I'd say, Joey, if I'm honest, the attitude in the last six months to a year has been very, very good. I'd say before that, um, I wouldn't necessarily been very, you know, injury prone, very in and out of the team, um, not been very poor largely in his performances. We've got to remember that before this season, I believe... Um, he got six goals this season. So I want to say he had three goals in five years, um, before this season. Um, and that was, there, it wasn't for the lack of appearances, over a hundred appearances, um, made there, you know. And I'm not saying goals, you know, is the only way to judge things, but we can look at other things, you know, um, 20% cross accuracy. I know you guys love stats. Yeah, I'm going to throw yeah, them out to you. Do you know what I mean? Um, all for, I mean, and, and he's a winger. So his job is to do that. And that's what he does. He gets to the byline. Everyone's like, oh, well, maybe he didn't make many crosses. He made a hell of a lot of crosses and very, very poor ones. So, I mean, I I agree with you. Arsene Wenger doesn't have it 
um, down and like he, he used to create stars with a click of a finger and, and it just hasn't been that easy for him. But I don't necessarily put all of that in Arsenal Wenger's lap. You know, he still sure. has players such as Hector Bellerin that have come through, maybe not reached the world class potential yet, but came through amazingly. Um, Alex Awobi is another one who I still think is coming through and looking very, very good when he does play. But I think personally, my, my, my opinion is, um, big stars and big money have affected Arsenal's ability to do that because um, Arsenal Wenger believes he has to play play players that have have been bought for big money and that's really unfortunate. So um, yeah, I, you know what? I, I think it's a hard one. It's a hard one. Wenger definitely doesn't develop them like he used to, and Klopp seems to be doing that fantastically well. And maybe that's the reason Ox wanted to go there, and, and you can't necessarily blame him for that. Now, you brought up some good points, and one that I'm actually really scared about, and that's his injury record. So I just looked up in 2013-14 that season. He missed 30 games due to the knee injury he had and then four to a groin injury. 15-16, he had four games due to a thigh injury, 13 games due to a knee injury, and another two games again to another uh, knee injury. So that is a big concern. Should this be a big worry for us as we are a very running, pressing type of team? I feel like just everybody gets injured in Arsenal, though, right? I mean, yeah. I feel like it's it does a, seem like it's, that. <laughs> it's been an ongoing thing for years now, and yeah, Liverpool it happens a lot too. But yeah, it, it sucks to throw injury prone that label around. Yes, it's true. Ox has been injured a lot, uh, but again, I, I I think just everybody gets injured at Arsenal, and also I get I guess it's a little less worrying because he's going to be more of a squad player than a player we're super dependent on. So. Basically, the game time he gives us when we're in need uh, is just going to be sort of a plus, you know. So I think just having him in the squad and maybe him having less games might make him less injury prone as well. Um, Jack, I don't know, though, are, a lot, are any of these contact or non-contact? It seems like it's most non-contact. Yeah, I think so. I can't remember exactly the cause of his knee injury, but the groin one was definitely something that kind of bugged him and plagued him for a year or so, really. Um, yeah, that um, you know, stuff too lingers for a while. It does, and, and he's the type of player, you know, he's a very fast, whippy player, gets up and back uh, um, a lot. Um, so, you know, but like you say, injuries are just something that we've become accustomed to at Arsenal, so I wouldn't be surprised if he comes to you and, and goes injury-free, but then you've had your problems as well. You look at Daniel Sturridge and people yeah. like that, so... Um, it's a hard one. It's a really hard one to judge. I mean, he, in fairness, he, he has been, you know, his fitness has been a lot better over the last 12 months. So in that sense, you're getting him at a good time, probably. Right. So we did talk about some of his weaknesses and some of his strengths. But, Jack, some of the strengths I see is he's really powerful with the ball when he runs at players. He has a really good take-on percentage. So he's he has actually a better take-on percentage than Coutinho from last season when I was looking at some stats. What do you – I mean, as a Liverpool fan – if you could just name two things to look out for that we should be really excited for, what would those two things be? In my opinion, from look, watching him from afar, I guess as a Liverpool fan, it's been how powerful he's been with the ball at taking on players. What would you say? Yeah, I would say that's a big one. You know, he's able to really drive forward, um, you know, very, very quickly. I mean, you have pace to burn anyway, but he's very fast running with the ball. Um, and he has a, he has a fantastic shot on him. I mean, his goal record doesn't, doesn't support that whatsoever, but he does have a fantastic shot on him when he when he's able to get it away. It's just a bit wayward and all over the place, but he's, he's very powerful. So he's a very powerful player. Um, he's technically not too bad, but he's you know like I said, his first touch lets, lets him down. But but he's very fast, very powerful, um, and that's why he's probably best utilized um, down the wing. You know, yeah. Joey, what are you excited about to see out of this player? 
Uh, well, one thing I'm excited to see is what he takes from Arsenal, and we've been talking about it. They're a very technical team, a lot of nice one-touch passing, and so I think that's a good foundation for him to have and then come to Liverpool because, yes, Liverpool like to play that way sometimes too, but it's not their entire game. I, I think what the other part I'm excited about is what is going to lend to Liverpool a little bit more is his desire and his want to play for the club. I mean, he's turning down a lot more money to come play there. He he wants to be a part of the movement going forward. He wants to be playing under Klopp. I think his attitude is going to be something that lends itself to, to how he plays with uh, for Liverpool. And really excited to see it. Really excited to see him come in. I, I think not everybody really has that high of expectations for him. I think a lot of players are, or a lot of fans are excited that another English player is coming to Liverpool, one that has cemented himself in the national squad. So it, it is, there are a lot of exciting things, I think, just knowing that we're not going to be dependent on him makes me a little less worried about some of his, I guess, negative qualities. So I'm really excited to see him adding more pace as well. Like, like Jack said, I mean, you can't have enough of it in the team. So, um, Really excited to see what Klopp can do with them. Looking forward to it. Yeah. He'll also be best friends with Studge, Lalana, and Henderson for yeah, sure. Yeah, you know, he comes in and he's going to feel maybe even more at home than he than he would at Arsenal. That sounds ridiculous, but it just feels like he's going to fit in really well. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Jack, what do you – I guess you talked about the lack of goals and assists he had, and he's had a poor record there. We can't we can't deny that. Why is, the, why is he not scoring? Well, he's a bit – he lacks calmness. He lacks, um, you know, he, he, the ability to be assured um, in front of goal. So he, he's a little bit rash. Showed and he today always, in the he always game. has been. Yeah, sure, exactly. Yeah, you saw that. Yeah, Jack sent me the video that. of that. <laughs> yeah, straight away as soon as I saw it. Of course, of course, I'm going to do it, aren't I, until. But I think um, he, he does. He lacks that calmness. He lacks that. He's a confidence player a lot of the time. He gets one, he'll get another one possibly. And um but he just lacks that calmness in front of goal because he does have the capability of, of doing it, but he's not what you'd call a, a clinical finisher. He just hasn't proven that over the over the last six years. Sometimes he just gets too excited when it comes in front of goal and, and lashes at things. And, um, you know, but that, that's, I'm not sure. Can you train that out of him? Will, will he learn that? I think you'll probably find his stats this season for Liverpool will be far better than they've been for the last six years for Arsenal. Um, moving to a new club tends to do that no matter... No matter what's happening, you know, new new club, new surroundings. He looks like ever since he had an interview on TV about a year ago, possibly before that, that he wanted away from the club anyway. Once they recorded his stats and told him about them, it almost seemed like it was a wake up call to him, mm-hmm. and that maybe and and he felt leaving Arsenal was the was the right thing to do. So I actually expect him to do very well for you initially, at least. Yeah, it's similar to Sterling. I think he's not the best finisher I've ever seen, but. We can get him into good positions, and he can just tap the ball in, or we can counter really well. So I think with Mane or Salah or Firmino, I think we could get the best out of him. That's just my personal opinion about that. But wanted to move on really quickly to the last thing. I just wanted to look at just some stats of Ox versus Coutinho from last season. I know last season, the last eight games, Ox did play wingback, but for the most part, these stats kind of compare pretty well. So I know a lot of the stuff we said, um, like goal conversion, shot accuracy, minutes per goal, penalty box touches, things like that. Coutinho is obviously better at that. But some of the other stuff like aerial duels, tackles, uh, Ox is actually favorable in those um, those categories. Yeah, he's a big boy. Minutes, yeah, minutes per chance created. Um, Ox is at 50.4 minutes and Coutinho is at 34.4 or 34.5 minutes. 
So Ox is actually dispossessed less and tackled less than Coutinho. So I guess he just he's better at taking on players, in my opinion, um, and not not by just genuine skill or anything like that. He just can get himself in positions to take on players, and that's why he has a higher take on percentage than than uh, Coutinho itself. I know we already harped on his goal conversion, shot accuracy, all that kind of stuff, but it's kind of nice seeing that he's not dispossessed as much. He's tackled less. He's good in the air or better in the air, I guess. He can tackle a little better. I think we have a pretty good squad player in our hands. Yeah, and by no way am I comparing him to Suarez, but there's one weird cheeky thing that when somehow he gets a lot of lucky bounces like Suarez did, I feel like you know he'll be going at a player and maybe it'll go off their shim, but he's kind of a big boy and he still just fights his way through him and somehow just comes out with the ball on the other side. So I think that might play into it a little bit. But yeah, I mean, he's been playing winger and wing back with them for a lot. So I think naturally his, his dribbling and, and take-ons are going to be pretty high, especially in a team that plays like that and as offensive as they play. So yeah, I mean, I, I definitely I can see him really playing a number of positions and I don't know if he's going to be playing as much of where Coutinho is going to be playing this year. I know those stats were comparing, I guess, Coutinho was left wing for most of the year last year anyway. So uh, I, I just think he's going to be good cover. I, I think he's he's going to be as he's going to be exciting in, in the counterattacking style we play. And I wouldn't be surprised to see if his take-ons even went up a little bit because he's going to have a lot of those opportunities with us. Yeah, totally agree. Jack, final question for you, and we can wrap this up. I know you're freaking out on your end over there. <laughs> um, so when we play you again away at Emirates, oh, stop it! I'm already, I'm not even whack, got over whack, the last whack, game. whack. <laughs> so what is he going to celebrate when he scores? You know, I think I've always Ox has always struck me as quite a good bloke. You know, I'm not a bad human being or anything like that. I've, I don't have any ill feeling towards. Um, the player, he doesn't strike me as a, a Robin Van Persie or an Anderby or, and I, if I'm honest, I, I, I never really have a problem when players that lead the club celebrate. It's the way they do it, you know, like, Robin Van Persie ran over to our side of the crowd, yeah, Adebayo, did the same thing, you know what I mean? Just to spite us almost when our fans had no, done nothing but support the guy when, 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 you know, he was a nobody basically and we created both of those players. Um, so I, 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 Ox doesn't strike me as that kind of person. He seems like a very sort of, you know, um, uh, good, good bloke. You know, someone that's got his head screwed on pretty well. Um, obviously, you know, I'm not bitter about him leaving whatsoever. Um, you know, hopefully he does do well for you guys, but I, I, I don't see him doing something like that. But you, you know, football's funny game. Emotions are pretty high. I wouldn't be surprised if he runs over, takes his shirt off, and throws it in the Arsenal crowd. Who knows? <laughs> Our players are starting to take off their pants. Almost, it's getting to that point. I love but uh, Joey, <laughs> you can guarantee Joey. one thing: he bloody will score against us. I'll tell you that much because all ex players <laughs> score against us. You could play him for one minute and he'll put it in. You can guarantee that. Uh, that's what I like to hear. That's why we have you here, Jack. Thank you, um, yeah, Joey. Joey, all competitions. How many goals will he have this season for us? I just hope he has more than ten. I think that would be, and I guess in all comps, I mean. I really don't know how many he's going to play this year because Liverpool, what, 60-odd games maybe this year, something like that. How many is he going to play in? Uh, yeah. You know, if, if, he, if he plays 30. in yeah, if he plays in 25-plus games, I would expect, I would think 10 goals is a, is a reasonable ask. Maybe. I would say it's start 25 and 7 for a lot more, but yeah. Damn, yeah. All right. Well, I mean, I, I think he's got to have at least 10 and, and maybe chip in with somewhere around five, ten assists, and I think that'd be a, a successful season since 
kind of it just seems like everything with him is a plus right now again it's nobody really has any goals or expectations i feel like for him right now right and i think this being a world cup season he's just really going to push hard for a starting position which is always good for our squad competition and personally i'm just super excited about the ox i think we've always had a starting 11 that's been decent but in the past injuries is what has destroyed us so i think having a player like the ox is just a breath of fresh air for our squad so just wanted to thank you, Jack, for getting on. I know this was tough for you, especially with what's going on with Arsenal. Joey, thanks for getting on. And uh, as always, talk on. The sheer euphoria pouring out from everyone, managers, players, supporters. How about that? How about that?